0: The EAPA Chataway Podcast with Lindsay Taylor.
1: Hello, I'm Lindsay Taylor, founder and director of Your Excellency Limited Virtual Academy. I am delighted to be sharing my EAPA Chataway with Lindsay podcast with you. Throughout this podcast series, I am truly privileged to chat away with top EAs, PAs and star guests from the administrative professional community. Like me, I know you're going to be inspired by the wisdom, knowledge, and insight shared. This podcast is episode 14, featuring Jilly Mulford, who is a virtual assistant and household PA here in the UK. I most recently met with Jilly at the PA show in London and was delighted that she'd stepped out of her comfort zone to share a presentation at the show with a resulting huge smile and a sense of achievement. For those who have tuned into previous episodes, you know there's a theme running where stepping out of your comfort zone is concerned. It's where the magic happens, and I believe Jilly absolutely experienced that magic. This is the first time I've featured a virtual assistant too, and I know you're going to love Jilly's fantastic input, including her story of moving from a corporate EA role to being a VA. So welcome Jilly, thank you so much for joining me on this away. Oh, it's
0: amazing to be here, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I feel really privileged to um, that, that you asked and that I'm here.
1: You know, I was so excited for you. When I saw you at the recent PA show in London, you know, you'd stepped out of your comfort zone to share your session, which was entitled Authenticity and Being Brave from EA to VA. And alongside a panel discussion that you did on the benefits of networking, every time I saw you, you were absolutely beaming. So I don't know about you, but I felt, you know, there there was a real connection in our energy and I decided there and then, you know, I wanted to invite you along as a guest.
0: Well, oh, thank you. It it was exhilarating. Um, when I was first asked to sit on the panel at the PA show, I immediately said yes. And then they came back and asked me if I wanted to deliver a session. And I paused for about 10 min 10 minutes, 10 seconds, during which time you popped into my head um, from the conference, which I think the BBOPA Network conference back in 2019 now. Um, where well you stood there and said stepping out of your comfort zone is where the magic happens and that is just so true so I said yes and then thought right I've committed there's no going back there's no procrastinating. Well, do I don't I um, and wow what what an amazing event and what an amazing opportunity feedback was just so empowering um, so I always say to every EAVA. PA, you know, say yes to every opportunity that comes your way because you just don't know when that door may open again. Further down the line, if you say, no, it's not for me, then that's absolutely fine. But don't shut the door on that opportunity because it'll get passed on to someone else. So um, I spoke about being authentic, acceptance of yourself, uh, being brave and the the skills that I um, have picked up along the way on how to cope with all that. Um, it's so important for EAs, uh, PAs and VAs in the community to support each other and encourage each other by sharing their experiences. But more than that, everybody has a story to tell.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to pick up on a couple of things that you said as well, Julie. I love the fact you say about, um, you know, opening doors where you have those opportunities and you say yes. I think as well, it's the immediate doors that are open, but it's also kind of the, the additional doors that you open. Like, like me inviting you along to do this podcast now for you to further share your story and inspiration with people. You know, that wouldn't have come about if I hadn't seen you at the PA show and you weren't doing your presentation there. So it's that that knock-on effect and that knock-on impact, which is amazing. And the other thing I want to pick up on, and we, we have this, lots of themes actually running through the podcast the fact that you've used the word community for this profession because we are absolutely a community and there are so many amazing advocates and people that really want to help raise the profile of this profession which is just amazing isn't it it is it's fantastic and i also find that within this
0: community there there isn't competition everybody is here to help and support everybody else they want to share their experiences when you're networking, when you're online with people, it's, you can just reach out to anybody at any time for advice. And everybody is just so pleased to help because they know what situations are they're in, perhaps what they've been going through or are going through. And on a professional level, that is so important because I think um, as an EA, quite often, even at C-suite level, they say a CEO's job is lonely, but an EA's job can be very lonely too. And it's having the support of your peers Without without having to worry about anything, anyone who is um, in competition with you. And even in the VA network, I see that very much. So nobody's out there to pinch anyone else's business or
1: they're all here to see everyone
0: progress and get on.
1: Mm, totally agree with that. Absolutely. So so this chat away, you know, is going to be a brilliant opportunity to share a bit more about your life as a VA. And I love your title, Household PA. And for you to share some more about your your story, you know, moving from an EA, um, corporate EA role drawing on your authenticity and your courage and your bravery, um, which I know was so well received at the, at the PA show, Julie. So let's start with you introducing yourself with the letters of your first name and choosing words that mean something to you. Okay, gee, I thought I was going to struggle with this, but I ended up with
0: a three uh, the grateful. I am so grateful for the amazing people I have in my life, the experiences that I have had um, and how they've got me to where I am now. Um, For two other Gs, someone someone has actually said to me, you're just genuinely gorgeous.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. You have a capital G for both of those as well. Genuinely gorgeous.
0: (laughs) But yes, I I am so very, very grateful. There's been some hard times in my life. I've had um, various events, traumatic events throughout, but without those happening, I wouldn't be where I am today and be at a level where I am just happy with the simple things in life. Mm, mm, love that so i Jillie, independent so i've always been so independent from an early age always had jobs always paid for everything myself never asked for um help i do all the diy at home i'm, I'm single so it's it's a case of oh there'll be a youtube video for that there's not <laughs> a lot that i won't have a go at yeah. um, and i actually enjoy it i've got three power drills so i mean there you go <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sometimes it's a challenge of not knowing how to do something and finding out, and then actually being successful at it, isn't it? So (laughs) absolutely. But within that independence, um, the downside of that is that
0: I do struggle to ask for help. Usually, uh, on a personal level, sometimes, and I think we're all we can all be guilty of that. And it's something that that I do work on, um, and I think a lot of people need to work on. But I I think sometimes that you find that people are strongly independent do actually struggle to ask for help themselves.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a a lovely quote that I use quite a lot. And if everyone follows me on social media, you'll see this, you'll see this quote, which is every expert was once a beginner. And I think we really need to keep that in mind sometimes when we're we're trying to do something that's new or a new skill set. We're not going to be amazing at it right from the word go. And it's reaching out to people that maybe are experts in that field and getting their input so that they can then help you to become your, your own expert. But you are going to be more clunky when you first started something. So power drills at the ready, Jilly. <laughs> so L. Oh, you've got two Ls. You're going to do Jillian in full. I am. I'm going to do my full name.
0: Yes, I can hear my mother shouting at me on my background. Jillian! Yeah. <laughs> so first L. L is loyal. A trait that I always have and it ranks high on my values. Um, loyalty. Yes, I am just a devoted. It, just everything that I do. The last company that I worked for full-time, their branding colour was a, a bright pink, uh, like a fuchsia pink. And people my friends would say to me, You you're just so loyal to absolutely everything you do and the dedication. You know, if you snap you in two. You'd bleed that pink. You wouldn't bleed red. Right? You'd bleed pink. But I am, yes, yes, very loyal. Next, L. L. Loving. I do tend to wear my heart on my sleeve, good and bad. Um, but that's just the way I am. Just caring, loving, and I just want everyone to love each other, and I want the world to be a nice place, and, and to be loved. I mean, that feeling is just amazing. Um, you know, you know, you've got friends or. Um, family and it's just that nothing touches on that
1: and those hugs that you can have now that we can we can hug more freely like at the the PA show where I saw you
0: (laughs) yes I know and now but we have got to the stage now it's like oh am I am I
1: am I hugging a little bit too long is that an uncomfortable (laughs) length of time to hug I think isn't there isn't there some research though in in normal times where a hug is meant to be a certain sort of number of seconds so that you can really get that connection and isn't it meant to be heart to heart I was having this Conversation with my daughter on the way to school this morning, bizarrely, about hugging, because she said to me, You didn't give me a big hug this morning, Mummy. And I said, I can get out at the school gates and hug you. And she said, No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> be so embarrassing. But, but it was note to self. One must hug before we get in the car to do the school run. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, I I've, I've interjected here. So I.
0: I am inspiring. Now, this is not a word that I would ever use for myself. It's something I'm learning to accept because so many others have started using it to describe me. So I'm having to take that on board and say, yes, Um, the public speaking that I've done and um, presentations. It's quite hard. It is difficult because we're not very good at taking compliments, women. There was actually, there was a comedian that I watched and she, she was saying, you know, if someone says, oh, I like your dress, everyone goes, oh well, it, oh, well, it was a bargain or it was just from the charity shop and it was this, this, this and, and this. And the littles, the feedback and the and the. Compliment. It does. Well, in actual fact, you want to say, yes, it does. And I'll tell you something else. It looked rubbish on the hanger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what we should be doing. We should be turning it round. And we're not very good at doing that. So taking on the word inspiring is something that's just starting to sit there now and I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with so yeah that's my eye
1: excellent and a oh i like this one we've mentioned this authentic
0: what you see is what you get um i don't hide behind anything because i'm i'm happy with myself it took me until i was about 36 to actually like myself and um, the following years i've built on that i remember driving down the um a34 which you will know lindsay um i was 36 i remember driving home thinking. You're actually a good person. You're not you're you're faithful, you're loyal. Those were the words that came in into my head. And actually, those are the qualities that all your friends have. So I always say, at that moment, it was if you're going to judge yourself, judge yourself by the friends that you keep. Because they will gravitate to you naturally because of the qualities that you have.
1: And you have that commonality in in kind of your values, your beliefs and what's important to you. Absolutely. I say as well, if you could clone yourself, you know, what would you say about yourself? Would you want to be with that person? You know, all of the all of the different quirks and characteristics that you've got. What would you say about yourself? Hopefully you'd say all of these words that you're saying now, including inspiring, Gillian. (laughs) oh n i like this one
0: (laughs) okay naughty i do have a wicked sense of humor um and yeah i'm at school i was so studious so straight laced so very you know head girl and just all uh, whereas i've sort of i've sort of grown into myself i think and over the years yeah, sometimes I can go into what, what some of my friends say uh, is bloke mode <laughs> I have to go, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> life life yeah. is short. We, we must have fun, so. <laughs> it is. Oh, did I say that out loud? I do apologise. Um, but yes, now on Zoom calls, I'm quite often, uh, there's a couple of us um, quite often on the chat, private chatting, and we're the naughty girls at the back of the class. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, yeah. Back of the class or back of the school bus, you remember those days as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, um, brilliant letters there, Jillie. Um, I'm going to call you Jillie, not Jillian, because otherwise I will sound like your mother. So, um, can you can you paint a picture of where you're joining us from today, Jillie?
0: Okay, I live in a most beautiful village called Steventon in Oxfordshire. It's just between Abingdon and Didcot. Um, through like, through the village runs an ancient causeway, which is actually a listed monument, and it runs right past my th- front door. It was originally built in the 13th century. Here's a bit of local history for you. Um, and it's estimated it was taken 45 man years to build. But there are over 250 trees that line the causeway with uh, some of them over 100 years old. And the banks and abundance of flowers, wildflowers. And it's just absolutely stunning. Um, I'm currently sat in my office, which is in um, a converted attic room which used to be my son's bedroom. So I work from home, but it's so important to have that separate space where I can close the door at the end of the day. And it also keeps my mind focused in the office mode while, whilst I'm in there.
1: Yeah, and I think you picked up, up on something really important there. You know, with these blurring of lines between home and kind of workspace, it is important to have that separate area, which is kind of your your work mode and your your thinking when you are working, um, rather than having your, your space maybe at the, the kitchen table or the dining room table, or at least at the end of the day, setting that down so that you're then going from workspace to home space. It was a real change, I think. Yeah, because otherwise you get, you get people
0: that say, I either feel like I'm, I'm living at work or, you know, your work is just constantly invading your home. If you sat at a kitchen table, I know not everyone is as privileged as I am to have a separate room. But otherwise, you're at the kitchen table and you are so tempted then at the end of the day, oh, I'll just check this email. I'll just check that email or I'll just do this. Whereas I go down,
1: shut the door and that's it the next day. And that's so important for your mental health. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and I love your description of your of your home and the office there. You're just making for all the our listeners that are outside of the UK, this is this is English countryside at its at its most beautiful as well. And I love Julie's description. So, so you and I met for the very first time. You you mentioned this earlier at a um, BBO um, PA networking event, um, and I shared my own career story. Um, and I actually uh, grew up. Uh, part of my growing up was in Abingdon, right near you. Um, I actually got married in Abingdon Church as well, so that's where I met Malcolm. My uh, which one? Um, the St Helen's Church. I got oh, in. lovely St, St. Helen's Church down by the river in Abingdon. Yes, we love being by the by the uh, the river there and kind of Oxfordshire countryside. It's just beautiful. So, yeah, so we hopefully painted a gorgeous, gorgeous picture for everybody of the of the lovely English countryside. <laughs> So, um, Julie, can you tell us a bit more about your career journey so far? Okay, so
0: I've been blessed with some fantastic roles and varied roles over the year, uh, gaining a wealth of experience. Um, as someone says, you get to a certain age and you're um, you're a seasoned EA. I like to think a seasoned EA. Um, that's that's the salt and pepper coming through on the hair. Uh, <laughs> on the hair, that's the grey coming through at the roots. <laughs> Uh, but I've worked in various industries, automotive, local councils, education, independent schools, real estate and forensics. I have, I. it sounds really morbid, if I said I have a, a fascination with dead bodies, that sounds awful. But if I had my time again, I would be a forensic pathologist. I just think that the body is an incredible thing and what it can give up and tell us even when someone has passed away is just phenomenal. But I love, that was such an
1: interesting job doing, it was DNA. I imagine, and you're talking to someone that actually sat last night and watched *Silent Witness*, an amazing program here in the yeah. UK, <laughs> with a beautiful Amelia Fox. But yeah, oh, um, so I'm sure you know that there's lots of EAs, PAs, executive support professionals. Is a new title for them um, who are considering transitioning over to a, a virtual assistant role? So, um, having been a VA for just over a year now, yourself, what advice would you give to them if they're, they're going to be moving from maybe a, a more of a corporate EA? PA, PA Executive Support role. You know, you mentioned authenticity and bravery at your PA show presentation and at the start of this chat away. Can you tell us more on that, Julie?
0: Okay, so um, my tagline is actually time is precious. It absolutely is. So stepping out of my um, stepping out on my own came about through personal circumstances. I I lost my son three years ago to mental health <clears throat> and. After that, my dad um, was waiting to be diagnosed with um, vascular dementia, which just come out that he hasn't got it. It's just age. He's forgetful. And, and a friend's husband passed away, suddenly had a heart attack. He was only 46, and they'd only been married for 15 months. She'd found a lifelong partner. And I was like, how much more has the universe actually got to throw in front of me before it says... What are you doing? All these things are happening. You're thinking of taking the jump to a, a, a VA. Why aren't you doing it? If not now, when? So time is precious. I want to spend it with the people that I love, doing the things that I enjoy, because I don't want to ever be in a situation where I look back and say, if, and, embark, but. No, not again. So the advice I would give to anyone that's looking to step out um, as a VA, network, network, network. It is just so important. The knowledge and support you gain is invaluable. The friends you make are priceless. I'm on the committee of the BBOPA network, and it is such a relaxed atmosphere and welcoming to every members. They're inspiring speakers. There's always an LED element to them, but the network always asks for feedback and suggestions from attendees uh, to ensure that it remains up to date with current topics and exactly what the members would like. So the networking is, is just, it's just phenomenal. I was working full-time as an EA while I was networking. And it was from there I came across Kathy Soulsby, who was a VA. And I remember going to a a session. There was only about 10 of us um, there. I remember speaking and she was telling us how she set up. And I remember coming away going, oh, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. There's too much involved. I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing. Um, And then a few months later, it just sort of the networking that you do and the things that you hear just seem to drip feed back to you. They sit in your subconscious. and then. It will all fall into place at the right time. But without that networking, I wouldn't have built up the courage to step up and go out alone. I talk to other VAs um, and we always share experiences. You can always ask anyone for advice. I've actually got a someone who's actually thinking of stepping out as a VA, schedule a call with me next week to have the same sort of chat. But it's, like I said earlier, it's such a friendly world. We're not in competition with everyone. And if you're unsure about gaining clients, where you should be, what you should be doing, then just reach out to a VA or start work as an associate with someone. It's just fantastic. I always say, remember, there's no wrong or right course to take. It's just a journey of experience. If you don't like the path you're on, take another one. Banish imposter syndrome and let go of perfection because your best is good enough.
1: Wow, inspiring words, and I love that. And a few things that came to mind as you were saying that. Firstly, um, congratulations and huge... um applause to sarah house and you and the other committee members for the bbopa network i know it's gone from strength to strength and I've, I've i've kind of been supporting sarah and all of you right from the word go so hopefully you're going to be able to do another in-person event soon with your with your group too so um sarah house and for those who are listening also features as a previous podcast guest on this podcast so i'll make sure we put that link in for for um sarah the other thing as well jilly that comes to mind is another beautiful quote that I absolutely love which is um, I'd rather a life of oh wells than a life of what ifs and you probably love that one as well so it's taking advantage of opportunities and and you know what and and being brave and stepping out of your comfort zone because we know don't we that is absolutely where the magic happens so
0: it does absolutely and if ands and buts if you're dwelling on those you can't change what's happened whatever is past is past and the sooner you get over the ifs, ands, and buts and let them go, yeah, letting go. So that's, that's something else that I talk about as well. You know, I use the dandelion as a, when it's time to let go, let go, where the seeds just go into the wind and, and scatter and touch other people's lives. And then, you know, they'll plant roots down as a tenacious, determined plant that comes out as something beautiful. But if ands, and buts don't change anything. So let them go. And the sooner you do that with things that have happened in the past, just learn from them, the happier you will be and the more content you will be.
1: So, Julie, that's just very, very wise words. And I know you've recently um, done an issue with uh, Samina Azam of Oculus Learning, and I'll make sure everyone has that resource on this podcast where you shared some more and expanded on your story that you, you've kindly shared with us now.
0: No, that would be Fantastic.
1: So, Jilly, I've got a couple of thought-provoking questions now, um, which I like to ask my chataway guests. Firstly, you've got ten minutes of your life to replay. What would that replay be? Okay,
0: this would be holding my son for the first time. Um, I think any parent knows, especially with the firstborn. Um, I only had one child, and yeah, nothing, nothing comes close to that. It's just. Incredible. Um, and uh, Lindsay, as you know, I, lo- I lost my son uh, three years ago through to mental health. So it's been a difficult journey. So if I could go back, it would be that one very Moment.
1: Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that and being so honest as well. So, my second question, and something that again I love asking my Chataway guests, is this If you could choose any three people to invite to a dinner party, alive or historic, who would you choose and what are your reasons for choosing them? This was so difficult because if I have a dinner party, there's not four of us. There's a lot more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, Does this constitute a dinner party just four people? <laughs> um, so it was really difficult. But for a great, interesting um, evening, I would have David Attenborough. And what a passionate individual whose dedicated life to causes he absolutely loves. And wow, just wow. Can you imagine
1: would, the conversation and, and how many questions you'd like to ask him about all the things that he's seen and all the things that he knows would just be amazing, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, it would. I mean, the orang- orangutans are I? I just think they're just incredible. Um, and I was hoping to go to Borneo last year for my 50th. But with lockdown,
1: just, Ooh, just you need to go. email email me at the end of this because we did Borneo a few years ago. and We can give you the lowdown. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So email me, I'll give you a <laughs> So your second dinner party guest.
0: Oh well, for beauty, glamour, and interest, <laughs> Joanna Lumley. And humour, surely. <laughs> oh yes, I could listen to her amazing voice and tales of Travel and life experiences all day long. Such an inspirational woman in her own right, and like you say, with a wicked sense of humour. Mm, um, she's just another incredible being. And your final dinner party guest? Final one would be Gandhi. Um, his influence and dedication to equal rights for his people changed the world, but just using the power of his ethics, you know, so much so that his non violent campaigns inspired Martin Luther King. And it just shows how one inspiring person inspires another who inspires, you know, generations and generations. And I don't think anywhere throughout history will they ever, ever be forgotten. Um, he just such a peaceful man, just incredible.
1: I wonder, I wonder how your dynamics would be. You've got the, the craziness of Joe, Joe Lum, and you've, you've got Gandhi as well, and, and David Attenborough. <laughs> I think it would be great. Well, you've got to remember, you see.
0: Gandhi, Gandhi would always carry his teeth in um, in a pouch. Oh, my goodness. We so would put them in to eat and then he'd take them out. So I think we'd have a great night because I think Joanne Jane would love that.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. On that on that very funny note with those visuals in our head of Gandhi with his teeth in his pocket, um, <laughs> Jillian, Jilly, I called you Gillian. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mother. That's me wrong. Oh, my gosh. So on that note, with a a very funny visual of Gandhi with his teeth in his pocket, Jilly, we've actually come to the end of this chat away. And I want to say a massive thank you for for joining me today. I think we've had lots of laughs, but uh, as well, we've shared lots of wisdom and insights for, for our listeners too. So thank you so, so much.
0: It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. It's been, it's been an absolute ball. And, and I'm very much like Sarah. I could just sit and chat for hours and hours and just go, sure we, so could, we, could
1: carry, we could carry on this conversation now. We'll talk about Borneo and, and, yes. and all sorts, Julie. Um, so, uh, for everyone listening, I'll make sure that the resources we've mentioned are put up on the um, resource page for this podcast, including with your AOK, Julie, maybe your LinkedIn profile so that people can connect directly with you as well so absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant thank you so much you're welcome thank you lindsay thank you so much jilly for all of your amazing input during this chat away it's been an absolute delight to find out more about your career journey and i'm sure all the advice wisdom and inspiration that you've shared is going to be a huge help for those that are considering moving from an ea role to a VA role.
0: The EAPA Chataway Podcast. Find out more online at yourexcellency.co.uk.